0: Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network.
2: I'm Jack Gentry along with my partner Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Find the podcast on social. On Twitter, we're at Titan Up Pod. On Instagram, at Titan Up Podcast. And we are always under the A to Z Sports umbrella. Go give those guys a follow across all social media. They are at A to Z Sports. Yeah, they're awesome. Awesome.
0: This is our thirty-first sode. Um, shout out Kevin Byard. I and, and I guess this is like a a sooner than planned bye week sode. I, I we really weren't planning to hit you with like some just bye week no game content this week, but you know, you just kind of have to roll with the punches. And in this sode, we have some good news and we have some bad news. Jack, which do you want first?
2: Let's start with the bad news. I like to finish with good news.
0: Okay, so the good news is it looks like from where we stand now, and this could this could change by the time you actually hear this, but it looks like Titans Bill Ga- the Titans Bills game is is on for this week. So yeah,
2: true. Knock on wood, knock on yeah. wood. Don't want
0: to count don't want to count our chickens or our uh, or our cracked uh, our cracked card tables before they hatch. Literally, with the Bills Mafia coming to town, but. Um, I do want, but but it, it is looking good. It is looking good.
2: Two consecutive days. This is Tuesday. We record on Tuesday nights. This is the second consecutive day without any positive tests. That's great news. We fully expect the Titans to be back in their facility by tomorrow, which means they can gear up and play the Bills. The Bills are undefeated. 4-0. This is a big game for both yeah. teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we will get all into that.
0: We'll also get into all of the COVID news, the latest that we have right now on the COVID news. But again, it's changing like every minute. So who knows what's going on by the time you hear this. But the bad news, Jack, Bill O'Brien has been fired. And we are going to spend a chunk of this show paying our respects to him. If you know this, if you know this podcast, you know that Bill O'Brien holds a a a special place in our heart. He is near and dear to us. And we I, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I will try and get through that segment without crying. But we were going to miss. We are going to miss Bill O'Brien deeply because he was so he was just so good to the Titans and now he's gone and now I'm afraid that the Texans might actually get good again. <laughs> yeah, this
2: this really hits home for for us as well as all the other Titans fans. He's given us so many fond memories in the past and so many terrible trades to uh to point and laugh when when things aren't going well in Nashville. You can always look on down to Houston and get a nice laugh. Right? <laughs> but that stops that stops today. There's no more BOB in the division. When we were at our worst, we could always just check
0: in with Houston and and feel so much better about where uh, we were at as a franchise. Uh, And uh, we also have a Remember the Titan. And since half of the Titans got COVID this week, we figured we'd get a guy – on who knows the titans well but also knows covid really well that is our guy uncle buck rising he will join us uh because we know like everyone like everyone who like subscribes to this podcast feed like hates our show so we're like well, let's bring on someone that that maybe they'll like on so we brought on buck and uh and so we're going to do that before we get to all of that which is is a fun show i can't wait for it before we get to it we got to talk about Mybookie.ag. Look, everyone's sports betting right now. Sports betting. <laughs> clearly, with my lingo, you clear clearly tell that I'm a huge sports gambler. No, everyone's into sports betting right now. And so if you're going to if you're like look, maybe it's your first time or maybe it's like your 50th time and you wanna you want to just give it a, a new run, try mybookie.ag. All right. And when you do, when you go to mybookie.ag, use code myTitans and they'll double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars. That's a pretty sweet deal. I would take advantage of that. <laughs> Trust me, it, that's uh, that's up to $1,000 that you can freaking bet and half of it isn't even your money. So use mybookie.ag, hit them up. And uh, I guess with all of this said, let's talk tight. I hear the
2: train are coming It's rolling around the bay And I ain't seen the sunshine. I don't know when. What is up,
0: flameheads? Welcome I'm into, into the, the Titan Up podcast. Today is October 7th, 2020, and the Tennessee Titans are well, they're still 3 and 0. And uh again, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but maybe maybe they might be 1 and 0 against extremely contagious
2: viruses that have plagued the globe. So, that's very important. Hey, only one of 6 teams who are still undefeated in the NFL. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, look,
0: if you can, if you can beat the three teams that the Titans have beaten and uh, a global pandemic, I'd say things are looking up for your season. You're looking pretty good.
2: Saying that the Titans haven't beaten anybody good. Uh, hello. How about a global pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello. How about the, uh, the only team that has beaten literally everyone
0: on planet earth this year? Okay. I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. I don't want to go ahead and say the Titans are like your front runners to win the Super Bowl, but if you can beat COVID, I'm pretty sure you can beat the Chiefs. Yeah, t- so so take that strength of schedule, nerds. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just go ahead and get into it. Before We're going to talk about Bill O'Brien, and then we're going to have Uncle Buck join us, but let's just go ahead and talk. Let's just get the nitty-gritty of the COVID stuff out of the way because this has been a wild week, Jack. Where we left it was... We, we obviously got the first positive test on Tuesday morning last week. So we recorded our episode knowing that the Titans had COVID. That's right. And not knowing if the game was going to be played. And not knowing what eventually happened, which was about half the team testing positive for COVID the rest of the week. I'm pretty sure everyone not named Derrick Henry got COVID this week. You got big Jeff Simmons, our guy Cameron Batson, uh, T-Rack probably had it. I'm sure Mike Brabel's pooping son has COVID now. Like it's like literally everyone in a Titans uniform. It felt like tested positive at least once this week, yeah. Which ultimately led to the game not just getting postponed to either Monday or Tuesday, which I was really excited for. I was kind of hoping for a Tuesday night football, and us doing Tuesday our night podcast. football would have been awesome. But yeah, the, doing like, our podcast super late, but but no, it, the game ended up getting canceled, and here we are.
2: Well, thankfully, no. Uh, I don't want to say important but like there because there were important players who, who came down with this sure, um, sure. but but the three bit the three best players on the team four best I guess if you count Goskowski um Ryan Tannehill Derek Henry Brett Kern and Goskowski <laughs> along with AJ Brown who uh, wasn't really around the team much because right. he injured but they they all avoided but the bad news is I, which I, real, real quick real quick
0: on your goskowski take. I'm just so glad he didn't catch it by not wearing a sock because with that skin exposed to like just surfaces and other He's people. high risk. Right. I'm just, we're fortunate. We need to count our lucky stars that the Titans best player this
2: year, Steven Goskowski, is still safe, but go ahead. So they did lose important players like Daquan Jones, big Jeff Simmons, two really important interior D linemen. And yes. and with those guys not being able, we don't know the availability because symptomatic and asymptomatic there's, it gets a little tricky. If if players are asymptomatic, they would miss five days and have to uh, test negative, two tests, two consecutive tests in a row. Whereas symptomatic, you're going to miss around two weeks time. Yeah, and that's the
0: bad one. That's pretty much like if you if you're symptomatic, it's like okay, don't count on that person coming back anytime soon. Dikwan
2: Jones weeks. was a part of that group who who was the first to get it the first day. He was one of the first test positive. Uh, him him along with Bo Brinkley, Kamali Correa as well. Christian Fulton uh, tested. We don't know if they tested positive. They don't release the tests, but they were moved to the reserve COVID-19 list. Christian Fulton's a part of that. Uh, Adam Humphreys, you mentioned, Cam Batson. And look, if A.J. Brown is still dealing with that bone bruise and needs another week, the Titans will likely roll out a receiving core against the Bills. They'll feature Corey Davis at number one, and then a huge drop-off. You have Khalif Raymond at two, Nick westbrook Ickine at three. Geez. Yeah, right. Because
0: without Humphreys and our guy Cam Batson, the freaking team MVP this year, that is it's gonna be tough. And it's it is there is so much in question. And we're kind of hoping to get more information from Mike Vrabel's meeting with the the press today. Um I'm sure he'll save all of his juicy nuggets for when he meets with the press tomorrow or the next day (laughs) after this podcast drops. That's the routine. yeah, but we didn't get much. Bo Brinkley is the one that kind of worries me. Even outside of the interior D linemen Daquan Jones and Jeffrey Simmons, which Jeffrey Simmons testing positive for COVID. My thoughts and prayers go out to COVID on that one because my goodness, I you do not. I'm I'm pretty sure COVID contracted Big Jeff Simmons there. Um, to get the hell beat out of it. <laughs> but Bo Brinkley. Bo Brinkley testing positive to me is like one of the low key, like biggest outside of those two guys. I think that's the biggest one, even, even with the wide receivers, even with Adam Humphreys and Cam Batson testing positive. No one talks
2: talks about it because long snapper is not a a sexy position, but there's only a few positions on an NFL roster where it's you and there's no one behind you. There's no depth Mm -hmm. there to replace you if you are to go down or go to the COVID list. And Vrabel's kind of hinted at it a little bit where like that is like one area where like
0: they'll either either have to bring someone in because there's probably no one on the roster else that can long snap and long snapping is tricky because not only does he do it for, for field goals, but he does it for punts as well. And as we know, like special teams is huge. That's, I mean, it's just as important as offense and defense in, in the game of football, they may not be on the field as much, but they're on some of the most impactful plays in a football game. So to me, I I'm hoping Bo Brinkley is, is able to make it on Sunday. Not, not necessarily more so than Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones, but at least third, third most on that list. Well,
2: he was part of the trio that got it very early. So he, he could come around and test positive a couple times or test negative, I should say, and, and he'll be back. But the Titans did bring in two long snappers today for, for a, a workout and that, that, those were Colin Holba. Long snapper out of Louisville, and Matt Overton out of Western Washington. So they are looking elsewhere. At, I guess preparing for the for the case that Bo Brinkley can't give it a go on Sunday. And do you, do you have a favorite? An and, do I have a favorite? Uh, yeah, give me Overton. No, you Just Overton. John Overton. John Overton holds a holds a big reputation around you. It's a big yeah, name. Yeah, Mookie Betts is a high school. What what was the other guy's name? Colin Holba. You're dealing Colin with Colin Holba. Holba. And Matt Overton. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Matt Over, Overton
0: guy, you know and yeah, I'm, I'm a open? big Holba guy. You know me. I've always been Team Holba it's this true. entire time. I'm, so I hope Holba. If, if if Brinkley can't go, I hope Holba. But but we're both Bo Brinkley guys. We're both Bo Brinkley guys through and through. Obviously, I mean the dude's a Mizzou grad. Uh, I I hope, but them the Titans bringing those guys in for for workouts tells me that it's. We probably can't count on Bo Brinkley to be for at least
2: for probably just this week, but still, you you know, you miss your long snapper. That throws a a special teams unit that was clicking, that was hitting on all cylinders uh, prior to this thing, knocking, knocking the group out and uh, eventually forcing them out against the Steelers, which was supposed to be last Sunday, gets moved to week seven. But you've got Skowski coming off a six field goal day. You have the best punter in the history of the NFL, Brett Kern back there. Right. Uh, which I'm not, I'm not so much worried for Brett Kern's sake. Cause he's just, he's
0: just the goat. But with Steven Goatskowski, I'm a little bit worried because he's just now coming off of like, he's just now getting into his rhythm. He's just now get like performing at the level that we expected him to perform it from the get go. And I'm hoping that a, you know, a long snapper doesn't throw off any timing. Like it's, Look, we're, we're picking nits here, but they're important nits to pick. And Titans
2: should know that dealing with the special teams units that have come through here in the past better than anybody.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and then there was also, I also know, uh, per John Glennon, the Titans are protecting four players on their practice squad this week. Kicker Tucker McCann, shout out Mizzou again. Uh, cornerback Kareem Orr, defensive lineman uh, Tear Tart. Fantastic name right there. <laughs> T- Tart. Tare or tart, Uh, and then uh, and then Trevor Simeon. So uh, and he says, would think or and Tart are prime call up candidates due to the COVID nineteen positive players there. So because
2: Tart is a D lineman or cornerback, you you know you don't know whether a Dory is going to be back this week with Christian Fulton likely out as well, uh, dealing with this COVID list. uh, They'll probably need to call up another corner and same with the D lineman. If Dakon Jones can't give it a go, Jeff Simmons probably won't. Uh, so, So they'll need to call up Tart and. They'll be yeah. mixing and matching with those two interior D linemen. I'm looking at Jack Crawford and Laryl Murchison, big merch, big merch coming and take, to coming and take a heavy dosage of those snaps. I'm,
0: and I'm counting on Yanni Murchison to come through and have a, uh, a great game. The, it is, this is look, if you ever, if there's ever a week to bring up tart, it would be this week when half of your team can't taste or smell. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, now look, enough. Like the, the COVID talk, we could we could literally be like our pets' heads are falling off all day with this news, um, and just with the the week coming up, because hopefully hopefully we're hoping that the tests come back negative on Wednesday and they can open up their facilities and try and just cram sesh uh, a, a week of practice into the bills and not necessarily even a week, more like two weeks since they didn't practice at all last week. Um, but Vrabel says, let, let's talk a little positivity here. We, we did a little positivity positivity corner last week and I thought it, I thought it went well, but let's, let's hit some positivity here because Vrabel says, he said today in his, uh, in his meeting with uh, the press that there's a chance that Lawan Adoree and AJ Brown are back. If there is practice, which to me, that's, that's fantastic news.
2: Yeah, where's Clay Travis? More coronavirus positivity, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If they get if they get those three back, they're I mean, they may not be fully healthy, but they'll be, you know, well positioned to to kind sure. of go out there and, and, and do their thing. Lawan, I'm glad his injury wasn't as serious as it seemed at the time. Uh, Adore, you, you're really hoping to get back that secondary, we'll talk about the secondary a little later. He's gonna have his handful. Josh Allen, who for some reason, God knows why, is has actually worked his way into the NVP conversation. So what I know. What yeah. world are we living in? That's how well, you know the you universe. that's how, that's how you year. know life is
0: truly a simulation. Right. Okay. When people in like all those like car commercials and stuff like try and tell you we're living in unprecedented times or like we're all in this together. They're not referring to COVID. They're talking about Josh Allen being in the MVP discussion. This is a these are weird times we're living in people and we will get through it together. Okay. We are all in this together. This I don't, will
2: not last, I promise.
0: Down is up and left is right in these t- trying times. And Josh Alan Allen is, is an the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It is so weird. And I'm hoping, I don't know. He is, he has, a, I heard a great analogy. I forget who said it. I I, I would credit them if I did. Um, but someone, someone compared, oh, I think it was uh, Kevin Clark with the ringer compared, um compared Josh Allen to Brett Favre because he's extremely talented, but he always does like
2: have like one or two just bonehead plays per game. Where it's just both like, are, both are very volatile when it comes to turnovers. Yes. Not this year for Allen, but uh, you know, I mean, that's been his big knack. or his he'll those, knock. Like, I mean, knack. Yeah. Like those downfield pitches yeah. and like
0: try and make things happen when there's definitely nothing there to be made. Um So hopefully that goes in our way, but we'll, we'll talk more about the bills in a little bit. Another positivity note from September 28th, this comes from via Allen belt, uh, two, four, seven from September 28th to November 21st, the Titans will have only played one road game. Okay. So we talk about, we talk so much about how the, the Titans losing their week seven bye sucks because no one needs a buy in the, in the fourth week. Well, I mean, maybe the Titans do to get healthy as we just noted in our last note, but, Nobody needs a buy this early in the season, especially with how long. I mean, we're going to have to play—Titans are going to have to play 13 straight weeks of football with no with no rest, no break. That's going to suck. That's going to suck, especially once you get to late November, early December. It's going to be a grind. But the good news is, in these first few weeks of this 13-week stretch— titans only have one road game they only have to go on the road once which is to me is great news they can stay home stay comfortable stay rested sleep in their own beds that that kind of stuff is important especially for getting kind of a season that has been derailed back on track
2: and a couple things there too uh you, it, the Titan, titans would probably have taken a buy this week if you had offered it to them just with the injuries they were dealing with now, getting off to a three and zero start was important, and you could maybe take you could afford to lose a game or two where you, where normally you wouldn't, but they don't have to they don't have to choose because they, they were awarded the buy. Now, playing fourteen games in a row, or, or what is it going to be? It's going to be thirteen games in a row plus the postseason, uh, where you, where you expect the Titans to make another deep run. It's going to be tricky, but it's a, it's a similar situation happened to Mike Vrabel and the Patriots in two thousand and one when some planes fr- flew into the twin towers on 9/11. The Patriots uh were given a week 3 bye and they had to play 14 games to finish the regular season. What happened then? Mike Vrabel's Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. So if you if anyone is in that if anyone in that building is prepared for the grind and the gauntlet, the Titans are going to have to run. It's Mike Vrabel. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a fantastic
0: point because he, yeah, he has been there. He has been there, and it's not just he's been there from a coaching level. He's been there from a player level, so he'll be able to equate that and 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 relay that to his players and say, "Look, I've been there. I've been there before. I know this is going to suck, but look, this is how we handled it, and we had success with it. Take my advice." So lean. I hope the Titans lean on that heavily. Um, now, will the building up? Will the building open up on Wednesday? It's a good question. Mike Vrabel says, "Mike Vrabel says he uh, he receives the daily COVID test results every morning around 4:30 a.m. Which means Wednesday at 4:30 a.m. This podcast will have already dropped. That's going to be a big one. Now, first of all, who's the person who has to deliver the news at 4:30 a.m.?" I don't know about you, Jack, but I think I would rather have COVID than have to report <laughs> oh COVID test results at
2: 4.30 a.m. That is that's just a, brutal. That's a brutal job. I guess it's whichever Titans intern got in the doghouse that week. They, they probably work at, like, shifts, you know. I mean, you can't have the same guy. Uh, well, I guess it's only for this week and, and the last. Waking up at, what, probably 3 in the morning, going to oh, the gosh. facility, getting the yeah. results. What, what does he do? Does he, is he, like, a police officer with bad news? he Goes to Vrabel's door, knocks on it. It's Mike. Is Mike home? Yeah. Terrible news. Right. And 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 game tested positive for coronavirus.
0: I've had a job, uh, my old job in uh, out west in radio. I I I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and I'd have to get to the I'd get to the office around four forty five a.m. So that four thirty a.m. Like I'm I'm familiar with, there are not a lot of breakfast places open at that time. Like it kind of sucks. Waffle House. Now, Waffle House, yeah, but that's a sit-down place. You need something like that's if you're great. heading in, if you're heading into the office, or if you're heading in to pick up COVID test results or find out the, <laughs> the results of people's COVID tests. I think that's more of a
2: drive-through option you're looking for. Yeah, and you don't want to go to Waffle House, a hotbed for coronavirus, as it already is. Go to get the coronavirus results. Hand them to Vrabel. Give Vrabel Corona. I mean, Waffle House has a lot to lose in that situation. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's pretty much, uh,
0: where we stand with it now. And Jack, I don't know. Well, first of all, is there anything, anything else you have to add on the whole COVID front? COVID's bad. We know that. Okay, good. That's great. I'm glad you added that. That was, I'm (laughs) sure many people needed to hear that. Um, the, (laughs) the only reason I'm, I'm stalling is because I don't want to get to our next topic. And that is. Look, this is a sad day. I'm just gonna say it as Titans fans. I you guys, I'm sure you guys are just as devastated as we are. It's a rough time as a Titans fan. And this is all COVID news put aside. This is this is hard. This is devastating. Because the Titans lost the greatest GM they ever had. And now look, and for those of you wondering, no, John Robinson is fine. He's he's just fine. He's gainfully employed, he's doing well as the Titans' current GM, but the greatest Titans GM of all time is Bill O'Brien, and he was fired on Monday. And now most most times when like a you know someone of high honor or, or like someone in the military, they get they get honored with a twenty one gun salute. We wanted to kind of do something similar for Bill O'Brien um, for his time served as really the Titans GM and and the rest of the AFC South GM for how much he dismantled the Texans for the Titans. And we really appreciate that. So we wanted to hit him in the only way that we here at the Titan up podcast know how with a 21 idiot salute. So bear with us now. This is extremely dumb, but just bear with us through it as we honor the career of Texans head coach. And then there towards the end, General Manager Bill O'Brien So Jack Awesome Let's go ahead and take it away Idiot
2: Idiot Idiot Idiot
0: Idiot
2: Idiot 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 (laughs) Idiot 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 idiot
0: is that all of them i think that's 21 i lost count i'll be honest i lost count uh so look bill (laughs) bill we're going to miss you so much you were you were not only great for titans fans but you were even better for team content um uh, I hope that you're at home enjoying your time off for the first time in years. I hope he's I, what I hope he's doing is pouring little little shots of whiskey into his chin dimple and, and just, just tilting
2: his head back and
0: slurping yeah, them just, up. Yeah, just taking taking little little shots to uh, you know because he's he's earned it. He's earned it. He he was a he was a great general manager, not for the Texans but for everyone else, and just just the things they did. And I do want to recognize. Real quick, Jack. Can I go over his 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 run of of trades over the last oh please, year? I, or I guess from August of last year, so a little over a year. This these were this are the trades that the Texans made under his watch. <laughs> when we say idiot, we cannot stress that enough. August thirty first, trades to Davian Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. Say that one was a win for the Titans in more yeah. ways than one. <laughs> August thirty first, same day. Traded with the uh, traded with the Miami Dolphins
2: for Laramie Tunsil and uh, Kenny Stills. Laramie Tunzel led the league in holding penalties last year. Right, uh, they gave up a haul of draft picks. It, they paid Laramie Tunzel record-breaking amount of money. Um, so that is the closest thing to a good trade as he really made.
0: Yeah, I, but well, and, by but, no but, means. But, it cannot be it cannot be understated enough the draft picks that were given up in that trade because the Texans are pretty much depleted for the next few years when it comes to draft picks. And that trade was a big reason why. Same day, August 31st, trade with the New England Patriots for cornerback Keon uh Crosson. Now they uh they were down at cornerback, so they had this was kind of a, a trade for necessity, but they uh it also cost Houston a 2026 20 round pick. So again, multiple draft picks lost in one day because of the trades made. Okay. Let's go to October 21st, <laughs> my birthday. They, 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 Bill O'Brien gave me the best gift of all by trading uh, with Oakland Raiders for cornerback Gary Conley. Conley. Uh, he shipped a third round pick, the shi- the third round pick that they got from the Jadavian Clowney trade to the Raiders for, for uh, Gary and Conley. So again, another draft pick just completely gone March 16th. This is the,
2: this is the, this, this is my a, favorite. One. big one. This is this when he. This is when he had the crown on the Bill O'Brien GM crown on. He was officially named GM, but he, we all know he was pulling the strings before. Right in the Bill O'Brien movie, this is my favorite scene. He trades with the
0: Arizona Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins, or he trades DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a few picks. So he did get some picks back, but. You literally got rid of your best player. You the best receiver, the, the best receiver in the NFL. In the NFL. And he just, just shipped him out of town. Just got rid of him. My gosh. Thank you, Bill O'Brien. Because now the Titans don't have to worry about him. In a couple of weeks when the Titans have to play the Texans, <laughs> don't have to worry about, don't have to game plan against DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> like that's even possible. My Man, goodness.
2: If there was just one thing I could have asked Bill O'Brien, one more thing, he's already done so much for the Titans, but I really wish he would not have blown a 24 nothing lead against Kansas city in the playoffs last year. They had him on the ropes and then KC comes out, scores 41 on answer, oh. knocks them off 51 31. I, I do. Everyone, wish, everyone knows what happens in the AFC
0: championship. I, I do wish I was really hoping the Titans were going to play the Texans in the AFC championship. I was praying for that. Uh, and then, and then last April night, they traded for uh, Brandon Cooks and gave up some picks to get him, too. So gave up their 2020 second-round pick uh, and just to get Brandon Cooks. Why well, why would they need Brandon Cooks? Oh, that's right, because they traded DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Such an idiot. Uh, the Titans currently, as it stands right now, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Texans in a couple of weeks. That's a look-ahead so, line, folks. Yeah, look-ahead line. A lot can change there. Titans could test positive for covid more and uh that line actually could go uh could shrink a little bit now that you know vegas big boards are noting that bill
2: o'brien is no longer there couldn't you see the texans going on a bit of a run <laughs> now that o'brien's gone yes, on? yes well, Deshaun watson playing really great football I hope, I hope i hope for the titans sake that that doesn't happen because they do have them next week but so, I, uh, I can see the texans rattling a few wins off wild so they're, money not, they're not a bad team they've what do they spend over $240 million on they have The highest highest payroll in football. And uh yeah, they uh There is talent on that roster, whether you want to believe oh, it or not. There's a ton
0: of talent on that roster, which is kind of why I'm kind of sad. Like this is a, I do think that the Texans will go on a run here. And and yeah, they to to just go over how wild Monday was, I, I went on the radio for three HL. I do a hit every there, every week there with for Cork Bats and I, my whole take was just ripping on Bill O'Brien, which you've heard me do on this podcast time and time again. Lit- immediately after getting off the air, Bill O'Brien gets fired. Don't want to say it was because of me, but let's be honest. If Cal McNair was listening, he was probably like, well, I got to fire this guy right away. <laughs> <laughs> so he fires Bill O'Brien. Then, l- no joke, and you you want to talk about the impact, the immediate impact this has had on the city of Houston? The Oakland A's were beating the Houston Astros 3 to nothing in their playoff game. Alex Bregman goes yard and then Carlos Correa hits a two run bomb to tie the game up. And they ultimately win what, like nine to three or or 10 to three in the game.
2: I hate the Astros.
0: I hate the Astros too, but they're obviously it's, it's affecting everyone. I'm pretty sure uh, James Harden actually like tipped well at whatever strip club he was at last (laughs) night. Like, and you never see him pass. So I'm just saying like, this is obviously a big, big thing for the city of Houston and I hate it. So, Anyway, we, we need to get to our guy Buck. Um, let's. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Bill O'Brien. We'll miss you greatly. Gone, and, but uh, not forgotten. Definitely not forgotten. Especially come draft time next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna get to our guy Buck. A to Z Sports is own probably the reason you're here. Uh, let's uh, let's get to him. Our first, first ever reoccurring guest. And it's only fitting that we turn to uh, the guy who was one of our first guests ever. I don't think he was the the actual first, but he was one of. uh, Anyway, there's nothing better than when companies bring on their own people as and like and deliver them as guests and that's what we're doing here a to z sports is own buck rising you can follow him on twitter at buck rising spelled nothing like how it sounds it's b-u-c-k-r-e-i-s-i-n-g but let's be real if you if you follow us you already follow buck uh, buck dude how are you man thanks for joining us today
1: what what an illustrious welcome <laughs> or welcome back to the pod uh, I feel I feel deeply honored that I'm the only person to say yes to you twice. Mm-hmm, yeah, that would that would say something more about me than the 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 caliber of guests that are probably turning you guys down. No, I'm happy to be back. I Very much enjoy the Tighten Up podcast, no matter what it does to my reviews. And I uh, I'm looking forward to talking about all of these. Things. <laughs> and no, you guys, you guys have been you guys have been doing really well. The the pod, the people really seem to like the pod, and I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that there's uh that this this is that you guys do a a much different kind of interview than I think we have of anybody else and I think you guys are really good at it. So I'm happy well, to be I, here.
0: Thank you Buck and that's really the only reason we brought you on. So thanks for joining us. Uh the uh, <laughs> No, we we yeah, we brought you on because let's be honest, like we are a different cup of tea than your normal Titans podcast and People like the people that hate it seem to be the only people that love to leave uh, ratings and reviews on our podcast. Always aware of it. <laughs> so we were like, you know what? Screw those dudes and let's just go ahead and bring on the only guy that they like listening to anyway, Buck, and we'll bring him on and we'll put him on our podcast for a second time. And uh, so here we are. And Buck, we always like to um, start every interview with the hardest hitting questions up front. Just go ahead and get it out of the way, you know, kind of. Well, th- before
1: you do that, let me let me derail this thing. Jack, are you going to talk at all. Are you going to talk during the podcast. You-
0: yeah, say it. Yeah, he's mute. He's mute. He's on mute right now.
1: What, why are you on
0: mute? He's on mute. God, damn. Oh, yeah, I bad. Uh, it's all right. It's the oh, first time using
2: Zoom. I tried to mute I Zoom thought was
1: a bit I thought it was an actual It, was not, it wasn't it a bit.
2: It wasn't a bit. Look, I was going to ask you this question. How does it feel to be the second coolest Buck that we've interviewed in the last three weeks?
1: Yeah. Oh, see, the Young Buck interview was good. And so much clout that the Tighten Up podcast has gained here in the, uh, the last couple of months that you guys have been at it. So much clout as to get Young Buck played in the only home game played at Nissan Stadium thus far. In the 2020 season, so shout out to you guys and shout out to Young Buck. I am happy to take second place, Bob. <laughs> and
2: everyone was there to hear it as well, right?
1: Uh, yes, uh, me and Kaharski and Jonathan Hutton, your boy. Wait, and did,
2: that, we got to ask ba- you:
0: Did you hear it? Did you hear Buck uh, like played? Because we that was kind of our biggest thing was like, okay, we're just gonna have to take the Titans' word for it that it was played. Did you yeah, happen I have to hear?
1: it? No idea. I. Uh, I, I you don't know Young of- Buck? No, I mean, I do know young (laughs) buck. I honestly I was more concerned with what my level of sweat was going to be in a suit out there at Nissan Stadium for a for a noon game, which is where we are typically accustomed uh, to uh, to playing during the season, which is great because then I could have the rest of my afternoon. But uh, it's hot out there during the day, and I was really focused on how I could best get an angle of Jadavion Clowney while not entering what is now dubbed as the operational zone <laughs> in the absence of fans and field yeah. access. So I think I violated the protocol a couple times, and I'm surprised nobody's accused of giving the Titans COVID.
0: You you seem to me like more of like a uh, a, a Chicks fan. Uh, the aforementioned Dixie Chicks, uh, mm. the the – I feel like that would have been the only music that would have played at Nissan Coliseum to get you to lift your head up from your I job. hate
1: country music. Um, and to be aforementioned Dixie Chicks, then you would have had to have mentioned... I know. Preview. I don't.
0: I, that was the <laughs> completely butchering of the English language for me to That's do. That's okay. You're like only
1: that. a podcast host. You'll power through, I believe. Wait, what
0: was you? the word I was looking for? The... Uh, the I have...
1: Honestly, I have no previously idea. Previously
0: known as...
1: Oh, oh they, right, because they're no longer the Dixie.
0: They're no longer. You can't say, dude, you can't say Dixie. You'll get canceled. That makes
1: sense, 2020. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. None of, There can be none of that, uh, certainly for Jack's Ole Miss Rebels. What I will say uh, in, terms Leave of my, of this. in terms of my music taste, Yeah, uh, I'll listen to anything. I am more prone to rap. I think a lot of new rap stinks, uh, the exceptions being – uh, few and far between. J Cole is probably the only one that I can tolerate on a regular basis. At this point, I'm getting more crotchety in my old age. I kind of hate mumble rap. Which mumble is rap. Is, I, I'm with right. you there.
2: I'm with you. there. Wow. It,
1: it, it just, I'm on the other.
2: It, I'm on the other side of this one, Buck.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's okay, and the embrace debate. That's what we're here to do on the Tighten Up podcast. But I will tell, I will say to you, my music taste is eclectic, and I am deeply regretful that I did not hear Young Buck played in the stadium yeah. Uh games will still be playing in stadiums being played in stadiums
2: well let me ask you this let's uh, I want to get to the Titans here are the Titans gonna play on Sunday
1: so at the time of this podcast you guys have a terrible knack of doing this taping
2: it's not our fault it's the Titans fault for releasing all this news on Wednesday yeah that's it's
0: not look it they they listen to our podcast and then they're like okay what news do we want to drop after we
1: after they listen to each episode it's a complete and total sabotage. I think it's because Jack's emailing their PR staff. It's been done intentionally. They're out to get you guys. It's clear. I
2: just want to talk to. Nick I mean,
0: Westbrook, look, man. we got Young Buck played in the <laughs> stadium. They clearly listened to this this podcast.
1: They're on to you. It is. It is. It is clear and transparent. I will say. Uh, I will say. At the time of the recording of this podcast, Mike Vrabel is expected to get a text Wednesday morning at four thirty a.m. A text or an email that should allow them to reopen the facility pending no new positive COVID tests. That's a big one. And I think they are, they are probably at the point where they can breathe a little easier, but maybe within a distance of six to 10 feet from one another, if they're going to be breathing at all, because at this point they, uh, they're treading a, th- a pretty thin line.
0: This was the the heavy hitting question I was going to lead the um, interview with. As a guy, Buck yourself, who, who works closely with the Titans, and you yourself have had COVID in the past, we're, did you give the Titans COVID?
2: Yes, I me. knew it.
1: I, Jack, yeah. you
2: and me, you were at the top news. of the suspect list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, the,
1: uh, on the on the on the Titan up podcast here on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. It was me. I was the mole. Greg Mabin, I framed him. In every uh, form or fashion, Shane Bowen too. I took them both out. I, I am the one who came up. With, I, in conjunction with Uncle Paul Kaharski, came up with the Shane Bowen did not travel news, uh, and that was all an elaborate plan for me to avoid blame for transmitting COVID-19 to the Tennessee Titans. I couldn't get Derrick Henry. I tried, couldn't get him. Uh, so at, at at worst, I had to I had to settle for Jeffrey Simmons. And that uh, seems to be the only fight that the coronavirus does not want. Big Jeff, unfortunately, uh, having having deal having to deal with that. But I, it's good to hear that they're all progressing at a steady rate. No, are you kidding me? They won't let me within twenty feet of players this year. There's yeah. no there's no possible opportunity unless I'm going to sneeze across the practice field of Corey Davis or something like that. Uh, there, there has not been any opportunity for close enough contact between me, a player, a coach, or a staffer.
2: Okay, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to lie, Buck. I had fifteen dollars on Jonathan Hutton. Uh, we know he has witch doctors and he partakes in blood magic, so I thought it could have been him. Oh yeah, it it's probably the, was He the is COVID.
1: Voice could sound like that. He is, he is clearly elicited the, the help of the dark arts in order to sound like sex.
0: Jonathan Hutton <laughs> is the virus. It, like, he is COVID that has plagued this entire globe. Uh, Buck, I see, my, my whole take was that you just – you got on such a high. You broke the Isaiah Wilson news, which congratulations, by the way. Great great work on your part. Awesome. Um, you broke the Isaiah Wilson news, and you got on such a high from that that you were like, I'm going to get Shane Bowen sick, and then me and Paul Kaharski are going to kind of tag team this Shane Bowen didn't even make the trip to Minnesota – and now he is sick. And then it's like, and so now it's like, you're just thinking of like new creative ways to break news and to get that scoop. And I got to commend you on this one too, man. That's uh it's pretty, pretty ballsy, but you did it. And you, you, you were able to uh, come out on top, I guess.
1: I found a very, uh, I found a very very specific niche in the breaking of Tennessee <laughs> Titans news and it's only COVID-19 related that and DUIs. Big <laughs> fan of those. Uh, No, of course, we wish all the best for Isaiah Wilson, who may end up being at practice today, pending uh, uh, as as the people are hearing this today, uh, who may be at practice pending a court date for said DUI. So we will see what transpires as a result of that. Also, there may be more news coming uh, at some point later this week about how the Tennessee Titans have been have made it easier on themselves to not test positive for COVID-19. And that's all I will leave your lovely listeners with for now. Oh, come wow. On, dude. Give like us, come a... on, give us the, give us the scoop. Get, no, 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 no. It. Conspiracy. Eddie, oh, but listen. If anybody's breaking news on a podcast, it's going to be me on my podcast in the same feed twice Yeah, but
0: that's, not, that's, not, that's not fun because that's just like, you know, that's like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, of course Buck's going to break his own news on his own podcast. Like, it's more fun like when you're a guest on someone else's podcast and you break news there. Then people are like, oh, wow.
2: We've been known to break news here.
0: Yeah, we did. Oh, we broke the clowny news. We did. We broke the clowny news months in advance. Oh, we were what? way ahead of that story. People you, need to credit us. There was
1: nobody it- – it's like John Rothstein for college basketball fans. He's the only podcast that does a college basketball podcast 52 months or 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Uh, you are the only people I know who were doing a Jadavion Clowney update 52 weeks out of the calendar year <laughs> prior to the signing of Jadavion Clowney. You were steady. You were uh, you were deliberate. You were fast. You were aggressive. All of the things that Mike Brabel likes to see. Out of his football team and his fans,
0: it's that attention to detail that gets you those kind of scoops. Look, I mean, I, we're preaching to the choir here. You already know this, but yeah, it's it's really Rapid just that
1: turtle of such as myself.
0: Yeah, it's you. You really just have to kind of stay locked and loaded at all times to do that. And we did with the Clowny News. So, not to toot our own yeah. horn, <laughs> if but, we weren't uh, so
2: diligent, we wouldn't have one five star out of every three ratings. So, <laughs> uh,
1: but hey. But sometimes- Three stars are for you. Like, that's good stuff. At least the three stars are for you and not for me. That's <laughs> true. true. Then I feel personally slighted, and I got to go out and get new ratings.
2: Well, hey, let's talk about this Bills game. Say it's going to happen. Let's We're going to pretend like it's going to happen. Yeah. Sure. Um, even though it, it looks unlikely. Um, what the hell's gotten on with Josh Allen? Why is he an MVP candidate right I mean, now? We can't hell? make any sense of this.
1: What What is this? What is this? So – he is interesting because since I had kind of the weekend off, I caught up on the four games that the Bills have played, including that latest domination of the Las Vegas Raiders over the weekend. He is hes still making these potentially disastrous plays. He's making fewer of them. He's not turning the ball over. And the one thing that people were skeptical of Josh Allen on was his accuracy. His accuracy is substantially improved he looks like a and and we all go through this with quarterbacks who get in the league and they start out as rookies and they progress or you know wh- whoever he was starting behind i think it was tarod taylor at the time that they drafted him tarod taylor always ends up ends up losing the job to a rookie quarterback that's been drafted behind him but there were there was so much there was so much room for him to turn out badly based on the previous body of work and this year i don't know I don't, I rarely see offenses or teams in general that are an actual piece away from functioning at a high level. It turns out Stefan Diggs is that piece for that particular offense. And Brian Dable, uh, Arthur Smith got getting a lot of love for play design and potential head coaching opportunities in the future. That guy's going to be right there with him and Eric Bieniemy and the other coaching candidates who will eventually be, uh, be competing to replace Bill O'Brien in the AFC South um, with. With the Bills, though, he's just—he's substantially more accurate, and and even when he makes these these plays where he's getting sacked and he just kind of tosses it to the tight end of the flat, and it ends up going for a for a 15-yard gain on third and 16, like those things still happen, and you can take advantage of him in those moments. He's just giving you less opportunities to do so. He's he's planted at MVP level right now, 12 and one touchdowns, interceptions.
2: And he's got a great weapon. You mentioned Stephen Diggs, uh, Smoky Brown, John Brown out there as well, along with Dawson Knox. Uh,
1: both of the names of the receivers. It's Smoke, Smoke Brown. Brown. Stephen Diggs.
2: Did I say Stephen? Okay, Stefan Diggs.
1: Okay. Stephon, hurry out there running routes for the Bills out there in Orchard Park. It's
0: Whatever, like uh, it's Stefan like Erkel's uh, alter ego. ego Whatever, for, uh, family matters. <laughs> How much trouble? That,
1: is that t- can't be the rebuttal. What? Whatever, dude. That can what, Whatever,
2: the rebuttal. nerd. Come on, pronunciation, nerd. Look, <laughs> hey. So, so the Titans. You haven't been around the team in like a week because they haven't been in the facility, so you don't know, you know, whether or not Adoree Jackson will play. But
0: first of all, do do fun. you miss them? Do you, do you miss them? Like, do you ever get like lonely at night? Be like he hates the Titans. Either. Everyone I, knows I, this.
1: I. Uh, so that locker room is is a lot of fun and I miss the locker room and I miss Freestyle Fridays with Darren Bates and Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown who is atrocious on the microphone. Uh, I miss Taylor Lewan <laughs> playing dead puppies for 17 weeks out of the calendar year blaring it in a way that makes AJ Brown irate. I miss people potentially wishing physical harm upon Paul Kaharski in ways that none of the other media are coming to his defense and just letting Wesley Woodard <laughs> scream at him. I miss all of those things very much. So yes, I I I don't I don't miss them under the current circumstances because the only time I get to talk to these guys anymore is on the podcast when they come on and then when they do we have good conversations. Like I thought Cory I don't know if you guys listen to Corey Davis. I thought he was great. Well, that's the, one of the best Corey Davis interviews that he's done, and I think yeah. it's you know there's a body of work between the guys that you work with in that locker room, and and this is this is kind of where they're at in this in this rebuild process. So yeah, I, I, I miss it.
2: Sure. Well, let's talk about Corey Davis because contract, he, Corey. he, contract Corey's been a different Corey Davis. Do you think so He whether or not he gets to one thousand yards, I don't think matters. Titans fans, the Titans organization knows how important he is to this offense just after three games do you think that there's any chance he sticks around
1: no not unless, and not unless he takes an incredibly team reasonable deal it, it just doesn't make sense to do at this point I think that Corey Davis is going to make an incredibly productive wide receiver for the New York Jets in the future I think that's unfortunate <laughs> oh,
2: no oh, God, and no love it him.
1: breaks my heart for him because I thought's in I I I, I, I re- I, that that guy I root for, honestly, in a way that's unprofessional. Like I'm supposed to be objective team reporter, but like I really do root for Corey Davis to to go on and succeed because I know I know a little bit about the stuff that that he taught that he won't talk about publicly that has led to this mounting adversity that he faced over the course of his career. And I think he's a great player. Like I think he has the potential to be great. He has shown us that he has the potential to be great. By the time that it comes to full fruition, though, it's going to be time to pay him. And your salary cap just it cannot be justified with the future contracts that you have upcoming at much greater positions in need. You got to pay Adore Jackson. You got to pay Jay on Brown. You got to pay John U. Smith. And all of those come before Corey Davis.
0: So, not to go f- too far down the road, because obviously so much can happen between now and then, but what's the Titans' plan? Are you going to turn Khalif Raymond into a, a number two receiver? You're going to make uh,
2: Cameron Watson your guy? Nick Westbrook Ickine season is what it is, right? <laughs> that guy stinks.
1: That guy, my. hey, my fellow- hey. hey. Nick Westbrook stinks. He is team Westbrook. No team Westbrook team Westbrook can ride, uh, ride straight to hell. No speed bumps because (laughs) that guy cannot he's, he is one. And I I say this only because I know that he's not on the list and I do not mean to make insensitive COVID-19 jokes, but he's the one guy who couldn't catch it because he can't get within a foot of it. Oh, (laughs) wow. So bad. I said all the nice stuff on the front end. He's fine. Uh, I, and he went to Indiana, and he cost me my hair in a bowl game against the Tennessee Volunteers. Me and David Reed, and uh, and I have yet to forgive him for it. And so neither should Titans fans because okay, he has so drops in the game and the way that he had the terrible drops in training camp.
2: There's some deep-rooted. This goes back to Indiana. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's yeah that's a Hoosier thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. the cost of your hair. That's fine.
2: <laughs>
1: Not according to my hair products company that I put us. No free, no free shout out. Shout out to Dame the Boost
0: hey buck buck to go kind of back to our uh our bills conversation between josh allen and obviously you're like a known titans hater everyone knows that uh nope. the, well, it's because he is andrew luck right yes <laughs> right andrew of course he, as he should be he was he was which, drafted by which the, is the
1: only conclusion that could be drawn if i gave the team the uh, if i gave the team the rona it was as andrew luck in disguise
0: right right which your neck beard's looking great by the way the you. Uh, if you are if you're starting a franchise at your quarterback position, who would you take between the two, Josh Allen or Ryan Tannehill?
1: I mean, at that point, you just go age. You go age. You go physical ability. Josh Allen. Josh Allen right now is cheaper. I mean, substantially. Josh Allen has a higher ceiling than Ryan Tannehill. We know this is the this is the great listen. The highest form of Ryan Tannehill is the reason that you're in these games. They're still scoring 30 points a game, and it's without their number one wide receiver. Like, Ryan Tannehill is a blessing to my football-watching experience because you're right, I hated them for a long time. I hated the style of football that they played, and I hated having to watch them on Sundays and not being able to change the channel and eat terrible press box food that just made me overweight and unhappy and fat and sassy. It was a, it was a bad combination. Regardless, <laughs> regardless Josh Allen – now that we've seen him make this – he's making the leap candidate lists that come out on NFL.com that are just – are nothing but clicks. They are stupid in principle. But you've actually seen a player make a leap in a way that not only has them leading their division but has him being discussed in the same sentences as guys who have been MVPs of the league. He's Cam Newton. I mean, that's the that he is. And they understand how to use them. Now it it comes with the coordinator. Would I take Ryan Tannehill without without Arthur Smith? Probably not. Would I take Brian Dave or would I take Josh Allen without Brian Dave well, Probably not. Like those things matter. Um, but straight up one for one, like the more physically talented player is Josh Allen, even if you can win games and go to an agency title game with Ryan Tannehill.
0: Jack, uh, Jack, not no shock there that he uh, he went with the Bills quarterback over the yeah. Titans quarterback. Uh, it's uh, he hates the team. Yeah, he probably he probably would have taken uh, Rob Johnson over Steve McNair back in the day too.
1: I read uh, or I wore a bright red suit to the t- Titans Chiefs Week Ten game as for no other reason but double middle fingers, uh, Bud Adams style. To everyone that told me that I should not wear a bright red suit to the Titans Chiefs game in Week wow. Ten, that they ultimately went on to win, so the red suit was good luck. Shout
0: why do you even own out. a bright red suit? What are you like Santa? <laughs> like, why? Why <laughs> would you own a like? Are you an usher at a at a at a movie theater? Why do you bright, own a bright red shoe? You want to be Craig were, Sager? It wasn't.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't red. I would call it. It not wasn't bright red. I would call it more crimson. Uh, and you're right. It did make me look like a like a very classy theater usher <laughs> at times. But the black jeans gave it a little bit of a Miami vice. So douchey douchey usher, douchey okay. usher is how Douchy I would. Okay.
0: All right. Usher.
1: All right. Uh, uh, I, usher with toed. Sure. Minus right.
2: the dance moves, too. Yeah, I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that you were able to. Uh, but hey, look. You mentioned Arthur Smith, and the fit with Tannehill is just as important as you know uh, anything when you look at a franchise quarterback. But Arthur Smith weaseled his way into a lot of conversations for head coach. Is it safe to say he's gone after this season, at
1: least? I mean, but we're a we, month, you know, like yeah, we uh, are, we are. I and I think I think those are legitimate conversations to have, like two a month and a half from now, honestly. And I don't mean I don't I don't want to I don't want to make that sound like a cop out, but it took Arthur till week seven to figure out how to make this offense work last year. Like people were on him down his throat and then he started running derrick henry in the second half of that carolina loss and they figured it out turns out running the ball with the giant running back and play action bombs down the field really (laughs) works really well for this particular set of players so he's gotten through three games so far he has called good games his schemes are well devised and against the minnesota vikings he got a little cute and it didn't end up matter because the mattering because the kicker made six field goals And it bailed their asses out when they couldn't score in the red zone. So there are, there is reason to think about it. He is very well thought of among his colleagues. He is not going to turn down the opportunity to be a head coach. He went and sought Mike Vrabel out and requested that he interview for the offensive coordinator job when that came open. Maybe he would have been considered otherwise, but we don't necessarily know that Arthur Smith has aspirations in this league and, uh, whether he ends up gone after this year or not, there's a lot more time to tell. But the body of work so far, pretty good.
0: Has the Titans' start to this season altered your opinion on the outcome of this season?
1: Um, I guess, I guess for me, I have looked at them as being one of the best five teams in football. I don't think necessarily prior to the season. I don't think necessarily right now that's the case. And and COVID, COVID-19 losses notwithstanding. Um, the secondary is a problem. Malcolm Butler has, he is feast or famine in ways that he can bail you out of two touchdown passes in the end zone against Minnesota and also get taken for a ride by Justin Jefferson on, on routes that he should know better as a veteran corner to see some of the coverage busts that he gave up. Christian Fulton. You don't know what his availability is, and I think a Dory Jackson out there makes a world of difference. I think Clowney played a lot better than I thought he did in the first two games. I thought Clowney looked substantially better against Minnesota, and I think Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best players in the sport right now. I think they should still be considered a top 10 team in football, but I think I think I overestimated their defense and how how lost they would look with the with the personnel losses that they took, not to rhyme. um, Logan Ryan's experience matters, even if his coverage abilities were diminished. Jarrell Casey matters in the middle of that defense, even if physically he is diminished as a player, and we've seen him now lost for the year. I I think they're on the right track. I think they're a better football team than not. I think they're better than average. I just don't know how well they can hold up if they continue to not be able to get stops at this rate. And Jonathan Joseph, man, Jonathan Joseph stinks. Like, not, I do oh, oh, I mean, and he, and he subs himself out. I had an hour-long conversation after that Minnesota game about what the hell happened. And, and the idea that Jonathan Joseph subs himself out of games, whether it's for conditioning reasons or otherwise, and throws Chris Jackson into those situations as a seventh-round pick, like, that's negligent at that point. Like, don't even take the contract. I don't care if it got you clowny or not. Like, that's such... That's such malpractice by Jonathan Joseph, and he's going to stick at coverage too. That I don't see the purpose for him.
2: That's yeah, he's too, well, he's too old. And does a Dory Jackson coming back even bring this secondary level, the level of the secondary's play back to competent? I mean, there, there's so many holes I mean, yeah, in the back. Competent. End.
1: I mean, it's not that they're incompetent. Kenny Vaccaro has been active. Kevin Byard is still a good player outside of those missed tackles against Dalvin Cook, and everybody has a bad game. I'm going to give Byard the benefit of the doubt. Malcolm Butler's still a better player. than, more often than not for your defense and i think christian fulton is is very early i i expect him to develop but without the preseason and and the way that the offseason went down like that development may not be immediate i think adori i think they are they are not competent right now i think it may take adori some time to get up to speed in the same way that we see with clowney and beasley and some of these other guys who have missed time for for whatever reason so inserting him back into the lineup whether that happens against Buffalo or not at this point we don't know I don't necessarily think it's that quick of a fix
2: yeah and I mean that's fair uh, I think that's fair with the defensive line also the defensive line has to get to the quarterback to help the secondary a little bit and that's what they signed Vic Beasley that's what they signed Jadavion Clowney for that's what Harold Landry was drafted for and while the sacks don't reflect it it appears that the pressures and everything and the disruption back there has you know, it has steadily increased since week one. Do you think that that defense, the defensive line, that pass rush, will come around sooner rather than later?
1: I do. I think I need to see more out of Harold Landry. He's he's allowed to be better than he has been. Like, in the same way that you see Jeffrey Simmons taking advantage – like, Jeffrey Simmons a monster when he gets matched up one-on-one. Like, he physically picked Garrett, ba- Garrett Bradbury up and threw him into Kirk Cousins on a play – uh, he gets those one-on-one matchups because Jadavian Clowney is rushing from all over the place. The idea is to confuse the protection and to generate those one-on-one matchups for the guy that they're scheming the defense around. Right now, that's Jeffrey Simmons, but Harold Landry's allowed to make plays as well. There will be progress. I think you noticed Vic Beasley. He didn't play a ton of snaps, but you did see him in those NASCAR packages and, and then obvious passing down situations like there's only so much that you – that you were expecting to see out of him. But I saw you, I thought you saw a little, and I thought you saw how it could help because the disruptions there, it's why they're one of the top teams in the league in terms of turnover differential. They're creating disruption. They're getting these plays, even if they're not showing up for the people who would, who would box score scout Beasley and cloudy and say, "Oh, there's, there's no sack shit on the season. What am I to make of this?
2: So, do you, Well, with the way that they've been playing, I mean, Josh Allen's a quarterback who can even get on his feet and run. Um, do you think that they can contain him in that sense? Because no, no don't. you do know, I mean, they, they did. They did a fair job on Lamar Jackson on the ground. I mean, he, granted, he still got his. But Lamar, I mean, Josh Allen's kind of playing at a similar level Lamar was last year.
1: Yeah, but you had DaQuan, you had Casey, you had Simmons. You may not. You're, you may not have any of those guys. You may be rolling out there with Lorel Murchison and Frank Crawford. And if I'm to understand, Jack Crawford. What is his name?
2: Jack Crawford.
1: I call him Frank every damn time.
2: Yep. See, you got me earlier. I'm going to yeah, get you. Yeah, there we go. Score is,
0: score is even. One one apiece, ladies and gentlemen, for those keeping score at home. that's a Jack recurring one, problem, one. I don't know
1: why I can't just accept the fact that the guy's name is, is Jack. He's
0: Robert. got a great name. And, it's, and, and it's, clearly, it's Yanni Murchison, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not enough people are going to get that joke, but you deserve, <laughs> deserve credit for it. And okay. I'm here to give it to you. What I will say... What I will say is if I'm to understand these new league COVID protocols, because we heard from the league yesterday, uh, they are are telling teams right now that for NFL tryouts, they're trying to discourage player movement is ultimately what they're trying to do. Because what they've discovered is the incubation period for COVID-19, the signing of players, the time that it takes to do those things, was not sufficient so they've now adapted it to in a way that once these things come out I'm sure by the end of the evening six days of testing to get into a team building for any new player like that just actively discourages you from taking the time to bring in a new player like by that point you would not need you may not need the new player that you're trying to bring in that's why when we asked Mike Grable about it today they said they're rolling with the guys they got on the practice squad but
2: Um, they're bringing in long snappers are they not bringing in
1: snapper. yeah
2: or are they, how are they going to try them out? Just line up a couple of beer cans on the crossbar and whoever hits the most down
1: gets the job? I mean, that's that's basically uh, what, what what better option you got. Let's take them to losers, <laughs> socially distance, may, Maybe not losers because Division Street looked lit over the weekend. I don't know necessarily if that's the best place to be hanging out right now amidst a global pandemic. But uh, Ben Jones, Ben Jones is pretty good at clay shooting. I don't know how he is as a backup long snapper, but we may find out on Sunday.
0: Is so do we have any idea or do you I guess and you may this may be information you can't disclose to us if you do, but like have an idea of like the guys that we know have tested positive, which are asymptomatic and which are no chance for Sunday?
1: Um I I I can't I can't I can't uh I do know some. I don't know all what is i'll it a, say is it a hipaa thing is it like is that why like a they little bit of a hipaa thing. you remember how much trouble Schefter got for tweeting out jpp's x-rays right, after right. He threw up his hand?
0: yeah which that this was is like <laughs> if you this blow is, up your hand you should get your your x-rays tweeted out as soon as possible in my your opinion. shame should be made public there I should think. be like a like little uh bullet points in the hipaa bylaws like the the fine print should read if you blow up your hand in a fireworks explosion you should you, you like an nfl reporter can tweet out your x-rays but
1: <laughs> I think that's I, next time we have a meeting of the pro football writers of America, I will demand that be brought to the table. And
0: I appreciate later that.
1: Later. Thank you, Buck. Uh, what, so yes, it is, it is largely, it is largely a HIPAA issue. Um, I will say that the people who are asymptomatic, I don't I know don't, if this doesn't give anybody much, but honestly, I just, I don't, if I, if it was rock solid and I knew I had it and I knew I had like printout test results to say these guys definitively had symptoms, of COVID-19 then I would be comfortable reporting it but just uh, just for and for their own privacy sake they're trying to keep that on the low what I will say is they are making good progress and that some of the players will be available to them in Buffalo probably not as many as you would like probably not all of the ones that would be able to make a substantial difference in helping you but uh, they're all on different timelines and a lot of guys are making pretty good progress so far.
0: Okay, so this is on Zoom. Obviously, like the podcast, people will just be listening to it. So, blink once if Bo Brinkley is okay. Blink twice if he's not okay.
1: I think he's been eating way <laughs> too many. Uh, I think he's been eating way too many. Uh, what? What? What's the? Well, you live. You live, Huff, in in Missouri. What is the gas station that has the taco pizzas? Quick Trip. Quick or no, trip.
0: Casey's. Casey's.
1: Casey's taco pizza. Bo Brinkley yeah. is a massive fan, being a St. Louis native himself or Missouri native himself. I don't know if it's specifically St. Louis, but I think uh, I think it is slowing his uh, his recovery rate because God knows what's in those things. I believe yeah. the it's, I believed it's I believe it's seasoned with coronavirus. Yeah, he doesn't
0: have COVID nineteen. <laughs> he has Casey's nineteen. That's what the it should have been on his his report. Um, hey, i Buck,
1: time spent on the toilet afterwards.
0: Yeah. Hey Buck, can I ask you a question? Uh, when are you and Jared Stillman just going to shut up and kiss already?
1: So uh, I would not do that. He's got a little hair <laughs> for my taste. Um, it's a lot of flesh between the two of us. I'm probably, we're probably about the same weight, which would bother him because I've got at least four inches on him. He's a short king. That's right. He, yeah. he is He is a short king. He is, he is a stout same. king.
0: There's Indeed. nothing wrong with the uh, short kings. I'll
1: just, no. I'll carry that bucket. I'll carry that water for him. Well, it'll be you and Stillman, the hairy, the hairy short. <laughs> together. Uh, no Stillman. So the genesis of our, our fight prior to whatever the makeup sex will look like, Jared Stillman was very upset with me via text. After my Sunday Night primetime show because he thought I was being a homer about the Titans and that that could possibly they could not possibly have done anything wrong in the violation of the league protocol that would cause the league to leak to its insiders they would pe- potentially be facing fines which I thought is asinine I thought it's a it's a really heady play by the league if you're trying to get out in front of things and shape the narrative the way that they often do
0: plus if With there's the- anyone that hates the Titans, it's Buck rising so and I mean- I'd be
1: the first to bust their ass. <laughs> Uh, but the, but so Stillman texted me that first and then Monday morning decided that he would subtweet all of the Titans media that is being too soft on the Tennessee Titans when, and I love my friend Jared Stillman, when he has no earthly idea what goes on in that building on a regular basis and does not talk to not again, not the, not the, not the flex credentials, but does not talk to half of the people. I talk to on a regular basis, to have an informed opinion about who is following the correct protocols and whom is leaking what to whom. So I would say to him that the next time, he just needs to at me, coward, and we can have it out in public like good old-fashioned Twitter <laughs> fights are done.
2: I love that. And he tweeted something the other week. I don't know if he thinks that just people reporting correctly is being too soft on the team, but he's put on Twitter that Jadavian Clowney the worst signing in Titans history. It's been three weeks.
1: Well, yeah, he, he, I, again, I love him. He just, he just says things. Sometimes says he needs
2: things. to be just fired into the sun and, and reeled back in later.
1: Some days he does. And he was, he was texting me. I, I don't know if I'm confidence. because uh, was like, is my friend. Like I started, I started working over there. Like I do genuinely love him despite his best efforts. And I, he was texting me the other day asking why people can't come at him so hard for opinions. When he believes that my opinions are worse, and nobody has the visceral reaction <laughs> that he does, and so what I said to him is, "Buddy, you are thoroughly unlikable, and I will take my Q rating over yours any day of the week." I, look, I love. Yes, I know. Yes, I
0: love. I actually love that take from Stillman. I love that. That's one. That might be my all-time favorite Stillman take of all time because the the fact that he's like he's like, look, he comes to you directly does and says i don't understand why people come at me so hard because your takes are way worse than mine
2: yes
0: (laughs) i love it that's bold that's noble i look chalk one up to stillman in that in my book for that one i i like that play jared
2: stillman's tombstone's gonna read three thoroughly unlikable with shitty q rankings
1: and also what did you make last year that's what it's also gonna say
0: (laughs) Oh man. I, this is actually my favorite, uh, like, uh, byline in the NFL season so far. I think this is good. that like dude, for everything that Jalen Ramsey and golden Tate gave us last Sunday, that to me is the bigger feud that I am. I am. I just can't, I, I want to see this, this play out and I'm, I'm thoroughly invested. I'm just so in on this.
1: We we can do it. Nothing would scream sports talk more than two overweight hairy guys going <laughs> at it on Twitter for nobody else to care about but the two of them.
0: Would you um, wait outside a locker room for him uh, after a game? Is that like are we to are we to the uh, Ramsey Tate levels of this yet?
1: We we would do that. I don't know if Stillman has sisters for which uh for me to procreate with <laughs> to be able to create an organic feud as uh, as You they, would? Yeah, would you?
0: Would you? Would you uh, get if Stillman had a sister? Would you, would you so, maybe, is this
1: maybe blink take t- him to t- dinner? Blink twice situation again. <laughs> uh, what I will say to you is that Jared Stillman would not get anywhere near a locker room for me to wait outside of a locker room for which to feud with him because he doesn't go to the games and he goes to go to the locker room afterwards. So
0: that's just you flexing your credentials again. That's all that is. <laughs> that's, really, that's, I told
1: you I, it's. We, we got me on the 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 douchey usher look, and so I started feeling a little bit of the douchey usher vibe, and now I'm flexing credentials on people.
2: One more overweight hairy guy I want to ask you about, um, <laughs> Isaiah Wilson. So I want to be as sensitive to to his situation as possible because look, he he didn't pick where he got drafted, but he was drafted in the first round. There's a lot of pressure around him, whether that's fair or not. That's the way that's the way the NFL operates, and the way that NFL teams fans operate. So. After his DUI, we're assuming that his case is getting postponed till February, which means he won't have to serve an automatic suspension this year, which is what Correct. the NFL policy states. If he, continue, if, if he starts to practice, I guess, when the Titans facility opens back up, should Titans fans expect him to return at any time soon this season or get on the field at least? Because that's a tackle position that's really thin. Ty Sambrillo took 76% of the offense's snaps last week. And that's not the way that Mike Vrabel and, and the the coaching staff would have drawn it up preseason.
1: No. Uh, to, to lose Taylor Lewan to whatever it is that he's dealing with right now um, that we are being told is not an issue that is long-term. So that's good in retrospect. But in a perfect world, if something was to happen to your $80 million left tackle, well, wouldn't it be lovely to have a first-round pick at tackle that you could plug in? Or maybe let Dennis Kelly man the left side and let the, uh, the prospective first-round pick at right tackle play right tackle. Uh, I, Teron, Teron Davenport from ESPN and I talked about this a while ago. And based on what we were seeing through training camp and through the early parts of the year, what little he was available to them, is he has been on the COVID list for now a month today as we're taping this podcast. Uh, no, I don't expect any kind of immediate impact or any kind of impact, honestly, one way or the other this season. Like I just don't, uh, he was, he was behind, uh, when he was available to them, he was out of shape when he was available to them. He, again, you don't want to, you don't want to unfairly hit this guy over the head because he, he appears to be legitimately dealing with something. And, and I hate that for him. I hate that for any of these guys that have to go through this. It, it is a tremendous amount of pressure that is placed upon you when you become a millionaire at 20 or 21 or whatever and people are constantly grabbing at you and this this being a bizarro offseason anyway creates more and more opportunities I I don't know what he's going through And, and it's a year guys I don't know this dude like in any other year I would probably know him a little bit to be able to give you a better judgment to at least have some kind of relationship that we've created throughout the course he's been on the podcast but outside of that I do not know Isaiah Wilson uh, from Jadavion Clowney from Vic Beasley or any of these other guys who are new members of the Tennessee Titans this year but to say that he would have an impact I mean I can't imagine that being the case anything substantial this season I really don't I think he's that far behind
2: that stinks Uh, but I mean I, I I get that and you know you would like to have that that uh First round tackle available when something like Lawan's injury pops up. God forbid something happens to Dennis Kelly or Tyson Brillo, and they'll they'll have to go fishing, you know, on the free on the waiver wire or the free agency market.
1: Well, will they? Because at this point, it's going to be a bigger pain in the ass to sign somebody than it is to to roll with one of the guys. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if they have a tackle on their practice squad. I may double check that after this.
0: Buck, I got one more question for you, um, and I guess it's since since you're. Um, since you are essentially a movie usher, I guess I'll just ask you this. If you could pick one movie character to best fit your persona, who would it be? Like a movie character or an actor? Character. No, no, no. Character in a movie.
1: Um, okay. I'm, this is going to make this less funny of a comparison, but I think it's pretty apt. What is the name... Of Meryl Streep's character in Devil Wears Prada. Oh gosh. I, I, I
2: genuinely have no idea.
1: I think I think that's me. I Ooh, if somebody could our crack research team here on the Titan Up podcast could, could uh, do me that service. Miranda
0: Priestley. Miranda, Miranda Priestly.
1: I think me and Miranda got the same vibes. I think we really do.
0: She was kind of a uh, a B-word, if I don't, if I do say so myself.
1: Hateful bitches. Both yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, that's fine. Just don't, just, just treat my sweet little uh, Emily Blunt kinder than you have in the past, please.
1: I don't have Emily Blunt. I got Emily Proud, and today we were making condom jokes on the Six One Five Sessions podcast. So that's about all I could do for you.
0: Hey, there you there go. You. Hey, subscribe to the Six One Sessions podcast, <laughs> everyone. Go subscribe to it right now because that's uh, just
1: <laughs> it's, it's good for everyone. It's good, good for everyone. For- Everybody eats here on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. <laughs> That's right,
0: you're right about that. <laughs> and and while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the uh, Nashcast and the Big Orange uh, Big Orange Podcast as well too. So
2: just subscribe to them all. Buck, you all... Vols fan? You Vols fan? Do you do you appreciate the Vols in any fashion?
1: I appreciate the, the passion, if you want to call it that, of their fan base. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them either. Vols... <laughs> I think that Vol's Twitter is a very, very unique place. And I think that uh and I think that they are they are interesting human beings. Is, is Vol
0: Twitter like slowly leaking into Titan's Twitter? Because I, I have noticed like Vol, there's a lot of there's like the, in the Venn diagram of Twitters, Vol Twitter very much coincides with Braves Twitter. And I've noticed that there's a little bit more of like Vol Twitter kind of almost shifting over into Titans Twitter. Now that the Titans are, are good again and
2: worth tweeting about. Man, that's like pissing in a Brita <laughs> Vol's Twitter getting in there.
1: <laughs> well, see, I think, I think Titans – I think the Titans have their own version of Vol's Twitter. It's just on Facebook. <laughs> that's, that's a good point.
0: A lot like the yeah.
1: Titans Facebook. Is one of the most lit places that one could possibly find themselves drowning in. Like oh, there are gosh. a lot of angry old white people on Titan's Facebook that we, want a- your ass if you give them the right. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've got guy? we've
0: got an entire reoccurring segment on this podcast this week in Titan's Facebook that we occasionally go to that well. Not often though, because you know, I obviously like if you know what happened in Chernobyl. If you spend too much time in that toxic waste, you will end up coughing up a black lung you will die essentially uh it's so
1: actually it's actually the plague i believe COVID 19 was not made in a lab in wuhan china i believe it was made in <laughs> titans facebook all of us in our pcs and macbooks
0: well buck dude thanks so much for taking the time to do this man we, we always have so much fun with you so uh and uh guys give him a follow if you're not already you probably are but if you're not already at buck rising on twitter go ahead and subscribe to his 615 sessions podcast because let me just tell you what every single podcast that comes out of that feed is just phenomenal in my opinion
1: just even if the ratings don't say so they're phenomenal each and every one of them in their (laughs) own special way
0: they're so good it is so good (laughs) leave a rating and review leave a rating and review for that podcast as well because uh just you know just just it's just, he deserves it, he deserves it. No, Buck, dude, you're awesome, you're, you're great at what you do, and we appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the oh, time man. to uh, hop on with the tighten up idiots.
1: Yeah, uh, the tighten up idiots are my favorite idiots, and I think there are a great many idiots to be found on the internet. So you two, at least, I'm happy to spend my time with. Thanks, boys. We'll take it. There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle!
0: A very special thank you to our man Buck Rising, the our favorite movie usher of all time. He is uh, he's always a lot of fun. We definitely appreciate his time. He's 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 a busy dude just with the the podcast and with the nightly primetime show, which we encourage you all to check out on A to Z Sports Facebook, A to Z uh, Sports Twitter, all A to Z Sports uh, socials. You can find his show there every night, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. He's the
2: man and he'll keep you, he'll keep you up to the second with all this. This is a crazy week. You're going to want to, you're going to want to follow Buck. For sure. Yeah.
0: And he's, yeah. He And he's, he's definitely, as, as you heard in the interview, very opinionated, very opinionated. And uh, we'll just, just a hateful bitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Anyone who compare, like, <laughs> did you, notice, like, you didn't even have to think long for that question? It was basically like, okay, what movie character do you equate yourself to? He's like Meryl Streep and devil wears Prada like that was (laughs) he had it ready to go Yeah, like what I was like thinking like he would maybe go like oh Marty McFly or you know like uh freaking um uh uh, freaking Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse you know like someone like like that but no he went with freaking Meryl Streep of course uh so fuck rising in the flesh ladies and gentlemen not in the flesh I don't know why I always say that but all right so let's talk about Bill's Titans because (laughs) <laughs> we, we previewed Steelers Titans last weekend and it, the game never ended up even being played. So let's just go ahead and, and uh, and preview bills Titans this week. And we kind of got into it with, with Buck a little bit, but dude, Josh Allen is not the same. Like if, if we were, if the Titans were playing Josh Allen in any other year, I'd be like, okay, fine. It's great. Like, let's go, let's go to town this year. Josh Allen's playing out of his damn mind. And it's, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. At least now I hope, uh, he kind of comes down to earth this weekend, but with the way he's been playing it, you can't expect that. You can't, you can't plan for that. You have to plan for this guy to, because he's not only beating people with his arm, but as you talked to, as you mentioned with Buck,
2: his legs, are so with his legs so
0: valuable. yeah, that's
2: right. And let me read a couple of stats about Josh Allen, because the start he's gotten off to, yes, we are only at the quarter point of the season and things could change, you know, drastically as this whole season plays out. But as of, Week five, he's second in pass yards to only Dak Prescott, who seems to throw for 450 yards every game and lose. (laughs) He's third in the NFL in quarterback rating, or QBR and passer rating, behind Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. Third in touchdowns behind Russ and Aaron Rodgers. Let Russ cook. That's a motto. Josh Allen. uh, uh, Sue Sue Cook. Sue Show. (laughs) Let Josh Allen microwave. And... (laughs) His biggest flaw is his inaccuracy. Well, he's ninth in the NFL in completion percentage, 71%. He leads the second best passing attack in the NFL, 316 yards per game. This, is, the, the quarterbacks that I mentioned alongside Josh Allen, would if they heard his name in the same sentence as them, they, they would have to assume something horribly wrong has happened. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. And to... And, and I think that's the thing that's catching me up because, because one of the knocks on him in years past was his accuracy. And as Titans fans know very well with Jake Locker, that was one of the biggest knocks of Jake Locker coming out of college was his accuracy. Accuracy is not something you can teach. That's not something that guys just get better with. That's like just a muscle memory type of, of thing that guys either have it or they don't. And they if they have it, great. But if they don't, they usually struggle with it throughout their entire career Josh Allen this year is not struggling with it he's gotten better somehow and it, it, that's i think is the biggest that's the weirdest part about this is that he's somehow overcome one of the biggest hurdles it 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 one of the toughest hurdles it is for for quarterbacks to clear when they don't have that uh that skill set so I, I I'm, I'm nervous. I, the bills are just one of those teams that, you know, obviously they're, they're much better. They're much improved. These are not, it's not the bills team of even last year. Um, and I don't know. I, 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 I think, but as we said, as we said, uh, what last week, if the Titans can get out of this first five game or six game stretch, four and two, I think which they should do at worst, in my opinion, if they get out of here four and two, I think you have to take that. I think that's a that's a win for the Titans for where they're at. Obviously, it's been since two thousand eight since they've started three and zero.
2: knowing what we know now, though, the Titans are three and zero, and the back half of the schedule is is rough. I mean, yeah. you look at some of those games: Baltimore, uh, the Colts twice, the Steelers are now week seven, so they're they're down the road a little bit. I mean, there's some challenging games, but the Green Bay on the road and at the end of the season. Uh, it seems to me that the difference with the Bills, and it's it's pretty obvious to those who follow football, who probably, those who follow football probably listen to this podcast as well as Bucks. Look, Stefan Stefan Diggs, excuse me, um, seems to be the the biggest difference maker. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins. Now, not the Kirk Cousins that played the Titans that looked like, you know, John Elway, but Kirk Cousins from a broader perspective this year, he's he's been a little off. He hasn't been himself. Right. Um and Josh Allen Definitely hasn't been, been himself. I mean, he's in front of MVP conversations. Why? Because Stefan digs. And it concerns me even more now, say a Dory Jackson. Christian Fulton's probably not going to be able to go. Just with the time he got put on the COVID list, it does not add up to being available on Sunday. If a Dory Jackson can't go, that means Buck mentioned Chris Jackson. Uh, Ty Smith are going are gonna to be mixed in at corner. And you have John Brown. And Stephon Diggs. That's dangerous. And the Titans right now have the twenty second best pass defense in the NFL. That's not where the, that is not good. When you especially when you have two strong safeties, one Pro Bowl safety, all pro safety, and Kenny Vaccaro, great in his own right. Uh, it's not where you want to be with your cornerbacks at this point.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not good at all. And so, yeah, I I I'm. I'm. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm nervous about Sunday's game. Sunday's game is one of those games where it's like you can't take. You can't take the as fans because you're not like fans. Obviously, the players aren't going to. But the, as fans, we go into games and we have this mindset. And if it's against a traditional powerhouse, you get hyped for the game. You're like, oh, let's go. The Ravens. The you know the Steelers as as they were planning to play against this this past weekend. Teams like that, you have you, as a fan, you don't have to worry about getting up for it. But it's games like this, like the the Bills, and even like the Broncos, Week One, where it's not necessarily they're not as great as they've been in years past. No, it's and second team, yes, like they're teams that don't usually win their division. You don't ever have to get up for it. This is Bills team is not like those Bills teams of years past. This, they're good, and I'm I'm nervous, but I just hope I just hope they can pull it out. I will say this though, Jack. Do you remember uh, back in April, I want to say, very early on in this podcast's existence, we had an episode where we went through the the (laughs) season schedule like like your cliché, boring-ass sports talk radio guys. We took the schedule game by game, and we broke it down.
2: That's right. We're the Titans winning this one.
0: So far, we are three for three. We are we are pretty good with picking games, and we did pick the Titans to win against the Bills. You, so, if, if we're no we're no and uh, then then I think there's nothing to worry about.
2: But you're right, and this Bills team is is tricky though. The Titans haven't beaten them since 2012. Every single game that the Titans have played against the Bills has been a one score game in the last in the last. Five match in the five last five meetings between these two teams, it's all been one score games. Well, you look at the Bills schedule this year, it, or it's been one score games. It, it, it's been the same way. The the in the last three games, uh the Bills' margin of victory is four points. Now, the, the the first game of the season, the Jets they won by ten, but they've beaten teams like the Jets, the the Raiders. They've beaten uh who who did I leave out here? They've beaten the Jets, the Raiders and the Dolphins, and then they beat the uh, good Rams team, but they were up 28-3 to and had to come from behind with a miraculous fourth-quarter touchdown to win that game 35-32. They're a one-score football team. So are the Titans. Both teams cannot continue this season playing one-score football games and coming out the victors every single week. So something's got to give in this week, and it's it's probably going to be a close game. But one team has to lose, and – Look, it could go either way. Uh, right now, I'd rather be in the Bills' shoes than the Titans'. Just when every, with everything that's gone on in the building or that hasn't gone on in the building, I should say. Sure,
0: there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks for the Titans going into this game, and there's, there's even question marks that we don't we don't have answers to. And we're Tuesday. We're only a few days out, or it, it, when this drops, it'll be Wednesday. We're only we're less we're a half a week away from the game, and uh, yeah, and I look and and just a, on a head coaching level Sean McDermott I actually low key love Sean McDermott if any god forbid anything ever happened to Mike Vrabel that would be a guy I would want in Tennessee just because of what he's done he's turned a franchise that went on a 19 year drought playoff drought from the Music City Miracle to up until a few years ago never made it to the playoffs now they've been to the playoffs in two of the last 3 years and they've been very competitive and they've put up a fight against the the Patriots in that division too. They've, they've come close. They haven't won it yet, but they've, they've been knocking on that door, which is something nobody has done for the last two decades with the Patriots. So I like what Sean McDermott's doing. He's a, he's a good coach. He's obviously scheme. Well, you heard Buck talk about their offensive coordinator and the things he's done with Josh Allen. This is a, this is a big week. It's a big matchup. And there's just too many question marks for the Titans. So I don't know which way it's going to go, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to be like one of those guys and give you some like sort of hot take prediction because I legitimately just don't know. I'm going to be real with you guys. I just hope that the Titans are able to be healthy enough to get this game played, to get it. And I'm glad it's at home. As we stated, a lot of the next, almost all of the next few games until the end of November, only one game on the road. It The Titans have things... The, the the road ahead
2: is paved for them. They just have to they just have to stay on it really. So they stay on course. And if, look, if you do sign up for mybookie.ag, which is definitely what you should do and double your first free deposit with code my Titans. There you go. Um, if you if this spread comes out Wednesday and the Titans are expected to be down some some players, some of them key. Uh, and you see a number that is that is gr- the plus 3 or greater on either side. I, I would, I would take that in a heartbeat. I don't yeah. care if it's the Titans that are underdogs or the Bills that are underdogs. This is going to be a tight game. Okay, yeah. there's just no way around. There's just no way that it isn't. I, I would, I would jump on that plus three. But I, as to as to who wins right now, it's a, it's a crapshoot. The Titans have, haven't gone through practice in over a week. They've they've had to do virtual reps, which is weird. It's not right. normal. It's you know, in, in football teams, there's, they have to stick to their pattern and their routine. Uh, that's so important to them. So the, this has thrown a bit of a wrench into things, to say the least.
0: Yeah, take the Bills minus three because uh, the Titans will probably have a botched snap on a game-winning field goal. No, no,
2: no, no. Only take the team plus three. Okay, <laughs> we we are not looking to play favorites. All right, before we get out of here, we got to go remember uh, a
0: Titan of sorts. It's our oh, way of playing. Okay. Well, our way of playing. Uh, remember that guy, and uh, instead we just like to do it with a Titan. So, uh, Jack, and- I'll let you go ahead and
2: start things off. This week, we actually have a sponsor. Uh, this Remember the Titans segment is sponsored by Mill Creek Brewing Company. They're out in Nolensville. It's an awesome place to watch a football game, spend a weekend. Uh, they got a ton of TVs, a ton of awesome beers. Uh, you, you guys all should go out there and check them out. They're really good. Yeah, but, they support them because they support us. There you that, go. That's right. But let's get to Remember the Titan, And I'm remembering a special cornerback from years past, Some from some of the dark days. Can he, can he still play? Because I don't even care if he was a bad cornerback. Titans could use him this weekend. Well, he played last year sparingly with the Broncos and the Redskins, or the football team. But <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was a fourth-rounder. coming for Jack. Fourth-rounder in 2012, drafted by the Titans. He is out of Clemson. He's a 5'11", 187 quarterback by the name of Cody Sinsaba
0: oh there it is there it is i that's a good one that is a great remember the titan
2: well he was on those those dry teams from 2012 to 2015 he was a titan and he started most of his he started 15 games in the 2015 season He, he, he had a pick six he had two interceptions that year so he had his moment in the sun he had his time in the spotlight uh one sack in his career with the titans one sack ever and his only touchdown of course came with the titans uh he's bounced around quite a bit. He's played with the football team, the Giants, the Rams, Denver, uh, the Steelers, and the Titans. So he's he's a well traveled man. Uh maybe worth reaching out to if you're <laughs> if you're John Robinson in these trying times.
0: Yeah. Knock some sense of ball into the opponent. Uh the uh Jack, I'm gonna my remember the Titan this week is a guy I'm going back to two thousand one. Okay, I'm going to like the OG Titans days when Adelphia Coliseum was rocking. I'm going with a guy by the name of Edward Walton Berlin. Eddie Berlin. Now, you probably remember he was drafted um, drafted by the Titans um, in the fifth round, 159 overall in the 2001 draft, out of northern Iowa, and he spent... He spent, uh, what four seasons with the Titans from 2001 to 2004 and, uh, played in Northern Iowa. And then he finished his career with the bears. The only reason I'm bringing up Eddie Berlin is because he was one of those, um, to me, this is like, he's, he fits the mold of remember the Titan because you probably haven't thought of Eddie Berlin in, I'm going to say 18 years. Like it's even, even when he was still on the team, you just stopped thinking about him (laughs) was because he's one of those
2: flying under the radar, didn't he? He did,
0: he did, but he was a very important part. I don't want to, I don't want to slander his name at all. Very important Titan in those days. Very important piece of the puzzle. That was those great Titans teams early on 26 career catches, 379 yards and two touchdowns. My guy, man. He, he, uh, and oh, and you're probably like, okay, well, what has he done lately? Well, the latest I have on him is from 2007 to 2009. He was an assistant coach at Grandview College. Um, but Eddie Berlin, the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend is my remember the Titan this week.
2: That's a good one. And you know, there's only two athletes I remember from Northern Iowa, and it's obviously Eddie Berlin, and then uh-huh. you have Ali Farouk Manish. Do you remember oh. Ali Farouk Manish? Dude,
0: uh, as a Mizzou grad, the guy who like, <laughs> killed Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I, mm. I know Ali Farouk-Madesh very well.
2: Man, that was a crazy run. I'll never forget that run. That was one of the underdog runs in, that, in, in, the, in the March Madness tournament that you, that you just don't soon forget. Ali Farouk-Madesh, Eddie Berlin. You go down in northern Iowa history.
0: I, I, a buddy of mine would buy a t-shirt of whatever team would knock out Kansas every year in the NCAA tournament. And he ha- so he has a Northern Iowa because of Ali Farouk Madash, but he's also got, you know, the Colgates of the world and the other, all the other like low seeded teams that have uh-huh. knocked out Kansas at some point in the tournament. But
2: that's, that's, that's
0: beautiful. Yeah, shout out Northern Iowa, huh? Uh, all right, so that's gonna do it for this week's uh, episode of uh, the Titan Up podcast. Give A to Z Sports a follow on all social medias at A to Z Sports. Uh, give our guy Buck a follow at Buck Rising. Thanks him again for joining us. Follow Jack on Twitter uh, at Jack A Gentry. He's awesome on Twitter. A lot of fun, dude. If you're a Braves fan, if you're a freaking Titans fan. If you're a Vandy fan or a Jay Cutler fan, I'm telling you, Jack is a. Must. Or just
2: a Vols hater, you know. Come and rejoice. Or a Vols,
0: or a Vols hater, or a Vols hater. Um, give him a follow; he is your guy. Uh, I am on Twitter at Austin Huff. Um, hit us up! Hit us up on Twitter. We love interacting with you guys. You guys have been awesome uh, over the past few weeks. Just uh, hitting us up on game day and during games and stuff. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Follow the podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast. On Instagram, we're on both, and um, update them pretty regularly. So uh, with with very solid Titans content. If you're a Titans fan, obviously, right. if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Titans fan. Give them a follow. The, it's always the best. We're trying to grow the Titans online community. We were talking about Vault Twitter and Titans Twitter with with Buck. We're trying to grow that. We're trying to make just it, it more of a community online. To make the Titans fan base appear bigger. And when the Titans fan base appears bigger, the Titans appear bigger and they get more of those primetime games and they get more in the spotlight, featured more predominantly on on, nat- on national commercials and things like that. So help us do our part. Let's do it all together. Jack, uh before we get out of here, you got anything for the road?
2: Um, just go ahead and leave a rating and a review as long as it's good <laughs> um, <laughs> that's on that's that. the Z Sports Podcast Network for us. Uh, if you guys want to if you guys want to ask a question to us or uh, leave a comment or whatever it may be, maybe it's a reaction to the game on Sunday. Uh you can always email it to us, titanuppod@aezsportsnashville.com. Uh we we read those, so we're we'd like to do some fan mail here, not even fan mail. Uh fellow well I guess fan mail. You, we're we're all Titans fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll take that. Uh, so so yeah, do go drop us an email and we uh, we'll, we'll We'll shout you out. We'll discuss next week. Yeah.
0: Save it to your phone. Save it as a contact in your phone. So that way all you have to do is just type in tighten up pod on an email. And whenever you're watching the game, you can be like, man, I have a take on this game that I want to share with someone. Cause we all are, we all are in our own like separate, like text Titans fan group tent, like group texts. So send some of your takes or send some of your, uh, your, your texts or whatever to tighten up pod at a to z sports Nashville Nashville com, email address, and, we'll, and we'll read it here on this, uh, on this podcast. But, uh, see, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Um, and uh, please beat the Bills, and uh, I guess uh, until next week, tighten up. up. They're, the They're the
2: Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll
1: keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.